This is Tracy S. Morris. I'm going to skip my usual song and dance about buying my books and reading my stories. I got an important message to share, and the usual song and dance would cheapen that. So when you reach the end of what I have to say, then, as my grandma would have said, that's all she wrote. Tomorrow, you'll put on your coat, get in your car, drive to a local library or a church, basement, or a county courthouse where you'll stand in line to punch a button that will help determine the course of the state and the country for the next two years. But a hundred years ago, if you were anyone other than a white man over the age of 18, that wasn't the case. If you were black and male and in the South, you might stand in line for hours with no guarantee that the white man running the polling place would let you vote. And even if you did vote, there was no guarantee they wouldn't just throw the ballot in the trash. So you'd stand in line with maybe 50, maybe 100, maybe more other black men. Women didn't have the right to vote, and white women weren't that interested in getting rights to vote for black women anyways. You'd stand in line all day while police walked past you holding a gun or a billy club, looking you in the face, memorizing your features, as would a number of white men, possibly looking to start trouble, possibly looking to blame you for the trouble that did start, because they wanted to remind you of what they thought your place was in society, and to them, it wasn't standing in line to vote. Or, if you were a woman, you wouldn't even bother to try voting, unless you were Susan B. Anthony, who was arrested for her successful attempt. Instead, you would hold up a picket sign and stand in front of the White House or a polling station or your local courthouse. And at first, you might be tolerated, even if you were laughed at and scoffed at and infantilized. But gradually, that laughter turned to sneers and white men would explain to you, because mansplaining had been a thing back then, even if it didn't have a name, how you really didn't want to vote, and how women voting would unravel the fabric of society. There's always seems to be something that threatens to unravel the fabric of society. By the time they take you to jail, no one's really laughing anymore. Instead, they put you in a place called a workhouse, which is a nice name for a terrible prison. The foods and the beds and the clothing all have worms and lice and even worse. And when you refuse to eat, they shove a tube down your throat that's larger than your esophagus. And they pour goose fat and raw eggs and milk down it, which you immediately throw up. Because, after all, they have to protect you. You are just a misguided, simple woman, and you don't know your place. And for them, your place is not standing in line to vote. Tomorrow's election day. No matter where you stand on the political spectrum, independent, Republican, Democrat, and whether you think your vote makes a difference or not, I want you to get out and vote anyway. You owe it to all the people who drew a line, who faced lynching and force-feeding, faced down all the people who told them that they didn't belong. After all, they saved you a place.